with a couple of changes expected, but the Wilds roster mostly already signed for 2022-2023, can they simply run it back? We look at the math and why that may not be as easy as it seems today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we pivot off of some of Bill Guerin's comments yesterday in regards to how this Wild team will look going forward with the assumption that if the Wilds keep things mostly the same, are they going to be able to have the same amount of success that they had this past season? Short answer is no. And uh, we'll look at why uh, some of those uh, factors may uh, be pointing to the Wild not having as much success as they had uh, last season. So we're going to dive into the numbers a little bit here on today's show. My name is Seth Topal, host of Locked on Wilds, veteran Minnesota sports content producer with well over a decade's worth of experience covering your favorite Minnesota sports teams through the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows, and the playoffs. And happy to be with you on a Friday edition of the show. Bill Guerin was on uh, KFAN yesterday with Dan Barrero, and uh, it was a very interesting listen, to say the least, as uh, Guerin did not hold back on uh, his opinions on what uh, people think about um, the roster construction for this Minnesota Wild team. Also uh, had some very interesting things to say in regards to Kevin Fiala and Matt Dumba, and we've we've talked about those topics at length, and we will revisit them when we start our uh, player evaluations and exit interviews uh, starting up next week. What I wanted to do today is to look at the notion that this Minnesota Wild team is mostly constructed already with a few spots that need to be filled, you know, fourth line uh, for the offense, goalie spots. One of the goalie positions uh, could certainly be filled as well. And so it's not, you know, it's not a fully complete roster at this point, but just even looking at some of the math I was doing some of that this morning as to, you know, Bill Guerin saying that essentially this, you know, this wild group, he likes the group that they've built. They had a lot of success, failed in the postseason, um, but that was a learning experience for this team. And so, you know, if you if you look at just the the salaries for this team and the contracts and the salary cap situation, there aren't going to be a whole lot of major changes. The big one, obviously, will be what happens to Kevin Fiala. And so it's largely going to be the same group next season. And so is it possible that the Wilds can have enough success to uh, try to run it back and to make the postseason uh, 
once again next season? My answer is no. I I think the math in terms of the goals that they scored versus what they will probably score next year, it's pretty staggering. And so uh, let's dive in and uh, discuss it. We'll uh, we'll talk first about the uh, departing goals scored, uh, the Wild as a team. And this confused me pretty much all season. Um, if you look at various sites, you know, the ESPN has the Wild with 310 goals. Uh, this happened at one point during the season in which, using that math, was a little confused as to why the Wild celebrated, you know, most goals in franchise history like a day late. Well, turns out they were including the face-off goals, um, shootout goals, I mean. They were including those, so the math was off. But 305 goals, not counting uh, shootout goals, for this Minnesota Wild team. Most in their history, uh, a great offensive season. Now, just look at some of the math of what is probably not going to be part of that formula next season. Um, The Wild also were a plus 57, 310 goals for, 253 goals against. And we're going to, um, I I try to kind of put some logic behind this. So we're going to do this in real time. I'm going to calculate it because math by hand is a little tricky. So you got your 305 goals. Well, first off, subtract Kevin Fiala's 33. That gets you to 272. Career seasons for several guys, Ryan Hartman being one of them. A uh, 34-goal season for Hartman. Ryan Hartman has eclipsed 10 goals three times in his career. So I don't think it's crazy to suggest that his goal scoring is going to regress next season to the point where I'm, I penciled him in for 15 next season uh, with this wild team. So that's another 19 goals that are off the pace. And you look at just those two, just those two players, and uh, the Wild are down to 253 goals, which is exactly what they gave up on defense. And there's far more that you can go in. If you really want to get you know, specific and detailed with it, you deduct a goal here, deduct a goal here, deduct a goal here. But just look at some of these other names, too. Jewel Erickson had 26 goals. Now, he had 19 last year, 26 this year. So, you know, you take a couple away from there, but I, I think it's safe to say that he has emerged into a perennial 20-goal scorer. So, even if you put him at 20, that's six that you're losing right there. Marcus Foligno having a 23-goal season. And, you know, this is another one. I think where the Wilds just really don't have a fallback option to make up for a regression there because Felino, throughout the course of his career, he's been about a 10-goal-a-season guy. He's eclipsed 10 goals four times, five times in his career. So even if you pencil him in for, I, I think I put him for 15 as well. That's eight more goals that uh, are not going to be in the offense 
for the Wild next year. You know, you have to factor in those guys that left as well during the season. I mean, the Wild got nine goals from Nico Sturm. They got six goals from Victor Rask. They or uh, six goals from Rem Pitlick. Five goals from Victor Rask. You got the seven goals that you're probably going to lose with Nick Bugstad. The math, like even just looking at that, and even assuming that the Wild's defense and goaltending breaks even going into next year, which I don't know if you can, I don't know that you can count on that either. You all of a sudden have an offense strictly, like strictly on paper. You have an offense that is in the negative territory in terms of goal differential. Now, again, this is just super broad strokes. And you can really dig a lot deeper into this in terms of subtracting goals and adding goals. So, obviously, that's just like the tip of the iceberg for the scoring that this team is likely going to have to replace. Now, we can count on some other things into this formula as well. So, when we come back... We'll look at some of the potential additions just to try to see like where we're at just right off the the top of our heads for where this team will be at, you know, from simply a scoring standpoint to whether or not they actually can um, compete for a postseason spot next season. Uh, we'll continue our discussion on Locked on Wilds after this. Who here loves brownies? I mean, I, I certainly do myself. You know what is even better than an actual brownie, though? Is the brownie batter. I mean, you lick the spoon clean. You lick the bowl clean. Imagine if you could get all of that delicious brownie battery goodness and mix some protein in. Well, turns out you are in luck because Built Bar has created a new flavor, the Brownie Batter Puff. The P- Brownie Batter Puff takes protein bars to a whole new level, and they're available right now at Built.com. With 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, and just 6 grams of sugar, Brownie Batter Puffs are the perfect pick-me-up for any single day of the week. And just like all other puffs, Brownie batter puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate, which means that you can enjoy built with no regret and actually enjoy eating them. So if you head to built.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. And uh, once your first listen of the day is done, make sure you head over to the Locked On NHL podcast to get the full lowdown on everything going on throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs. Tampa Bay Lightning up 2-0. Are we concerned about the Florida Panthers? Plus, the Battle of Alberta is back tonight. So uh, you can get the lowdown on all of that and more with the Locked On NHL podcast, free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Continuing our episode today, simply diving into the notion of can the Wild run it back uh, this upcoming season, just strictly based off the numbers 
for goals and uh, goals scored of players that are departing and players that are coming in. So even just looking at you know those those big ones, and we didn't even talk about Matt Zuccarello, who had 24 goals. I mean, I think if he stays healthy, he probably is another guy that, that can get you right around 20. So I'll just take four off of that pace, um, and uh, we'll just... We'll just leave a little bit of wiggle room for regression from guys. And, you know, there will be guys next year that uh, perform above what is expected of them. So uh, we have to leave some room for that as well. Now, two of the big ones. Matt Boldy will be playing full-time next year and scored 15 goals in right around half a season. So you would assume that his scoring will improve. Uh, as he uh, gets more playing time in the NHL and becomes more of a focus of this offense. So what we're going to do there, we're going to take his 15, going to add 10 to that for uh, next season. So that gets the Wild to just slightly below. It gets him to 245. Again, this is just super rough math, but just trying to kind of paint the picture of, uh, of this run-it-back notion. Marco Rossi will probably be on this team next year, and so you can pencil him. I, I think a safe number for a guy like Rossi in his first NHL action, if he plays the entire season, I think 15 goals is probably the high end. So I'm going to say 15, just for the sake of argument. And so you got those 25 goals that you can probably anticipate will be added to this mix for next year. And with going into the, like I said, the regressions, the guys that are going to improve their performance, some guys are going to come out of nowhere. They they always do on uh, NHL teams. But just with that number right now, we're at 260 goals. And so that's 45 goals fewer that uh, the Wild have just on the books for uh, next season. Um, And so you take 260 over 82 games. That's 3.17 goals per game. The Wild with their 305 goals, we're at 3.71. So you are losing .6 goals per game just, again, right off the top rope. As I mentioned, that's assuming that the defense stays like exactly the same, which is not going to be the case. There will be some performances that regress. I mean, we're not going to have to um, sweat out 39 or 38 games of Jordy Ben. Um, so I guess the replacement players for this decor, which is basically 100% set at this time. So I guess the the backup performance is going to be better, but at the same time, I mean, 253 goals allowed in uh, 82 games. Like, that's not... Um, that's over three goals per game. And so that's... I don't know. It's not a it's not I guess a bad number by any stretch, but it's certainly not like near the top of the list 
and uh, one of the elite defensive teams in the league. I mean, look at the Calgary Flames. They gave up 200 goals, 208 on the season. And the Carolina Hurricanes, who I think it's safe to say are a really good team defensively, 202. New York Rangers, 207. Um, So on and so forth down the list. And so, you know, the good measure of a team defensively is one that uh, I think is closer to 200 goals than they are to 300. And so a margin of goals for and goals against of 260 to 250, who's to say that the Wilds don't end up allowing seven more goals? It's possible. At that point, you are even. Your margin of goals for and goals against is even on the season. And who's to say that seven doesn't become 27 more, 37 more? Then you're in negative territory for your goal differential. And that's not even diving in to changes on special teams, to changes in overall philosophy, some of the other things that um, led to this decor and this goaltending group having stretches where they did not look like they were playing well at all. Um, it's it's just going to be a very, very tough, um, tough task for this wild team to take majority of the same group that they had this past season and just run it back, which is going to lead to something that I think we could legitimately be looking at uh, going into the middle portion of next season. I'm not like, this isn't meant to be like super defeatists. Like, Oh, there's, if there's no point in, if we're not going to be as good as we were last year, what's the point of even, you know, putting a team out there on the ice I think it's important to just take a very real look at the expectations going into next season. And again, we're not it's not like we're we're diving in statistically and projecting what each player is going to do down to the point and trying to equate out like how the games go. We're simply just adding and subtracting based off of some logical ways we can go based off of how this offseason is going to go. And so based off all this information, just very, very much skimming the surface of what this team is going to be able to do offensively next year compared to what they did this year. There may come a point during the season in which we see this team scale back even further. And so uh, we will talk about that to finish off today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. Our partners at betonline.net continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, the Stanley Cup playoffs, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. You can find all that and more at Bet Online, where 
the game starts. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Once your first listen of the day is done, make sure you head over to Locked on Sports Minnesota to check out all the great things happening with the Ron Johnson Show and Superior Sports Talk, two A-plus sources of sports news on your favorite Minnesota sports teams, all part of Locked on Sports Minnesota, which is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. So assuming that this happens where the offense regresses because we saw a lot of guys with career seasons that simply aren't sustainable. It's likely that this team is going to really not be anywhere near where they were wins wise. And you know, we can leave some benefit of the doubt because coming into this season, I thought the wild would be competitive, but didn't think they would have anywhere near the uh, type of season that they did, and I think it speaks to one of the big risks that Bill Guerin took uh, before last season, which was um, getting rid of uh, Zach Parise and Ryan Suter. Um, huge risk, but I think we saw it pay off in that it brought this team's chemistry together, which led to them being able to kind of persevere as a group up until the playoffs when all of that fell apart. And if you look at the cap recaptures, the dead cap hits for this wild team, uh, the buyouts for Parisian Suter are right now and factoring in some other dead cap money, uh, $12.7 million this coming season. Then in 2023 and 2024, they get to $14.7 million apiece, and then basically non-existent at $1.6 million total in 2025. So the decisions this offseason going into the 2022-2023 season going to be very tough. The decisions next offseason also going to uh, likely be very tough because um, you're going to have to, after this coming season, you got to do something with Matt Boldy, which means that somebody else is going to have to come off the books in order to make that happen. Um, Matt Dumba is going to be an unrestricted free agent after 2022-2023. So is Dmitry Kulikov. So is Cam Talbot. So there's going to be money coming off the books, but there are going to be some uh, there are going to be some decisions that need to be made for this wild team, which leads me to kind of my point of this whole thing is the wild are going to go into this upcoming season with a majority of the same group unless Bill Guerin starts to really go after some moves that nobody saw coming, which I think we pretty much know what is going to happen at this point in the offseason. It's just a matter of when. If they go into the season, and let's say the Wild are at or slightly below 500 at the trade deadline, and you, know, you, you look at some of the other teams in the Central Division... Dallas, super young, 
they uh, are a team that I think will be able to build off of this postseason performance. I would expect that they won't go away. Um, and so, you know, they'll probably be a team that, that trends more towards the top of the division as opposed to being one of those wildcard teams. Nashville, they are in a probably worse situation than the Wilds, so I would imagine they'll take a step back, but St. Louis isn't going anywhere. Colorado, going to have some tough cap questions to deal with as well. Um, Regardless, they're still not going anywhere themselves. And, you know, those wildcard spots, Vegas is going to make some changes in the offseason. Vancouver's going to get a full season with Bruce Boudreaux as coach. You got the Anaheim Ducks, who had a great start to the year and just absolutely fell apart. But you got you got all these teams in the Western Conference that potentially could make a leap, which means that if the Wild are in a situation where you know they're floundering around five hundred at the trade deadline, we could see Bill Guerin pull the uh, the ripcord on uh, some trades of guys who are going to be free agents once the season is done. And so let's we, we need to keep in mind as well that the timeline for these buyouts, we we knew what it was going into them. And so you had an opportunity to compete at the front end, which the Wild did this past season. But after that those three years in which the numbers just continue to rise are going to lead to some very difficult decisions for this franchise, which means that we're going to see this team continue to get younger and younger. And so if Garen likes this mix of players, this group, a good, you know, good dynamic for this team and I've I've said on the show millions of times. I I don't think I don't think that uh, trading Kevin Fiala is the right way to go, but I think it's a decision that's already been made. And so, just looking at the math, running it back for this team and and going at this in a similar manner. I, I don't think is going to lead to a similar level of success. So don't be surprised if during next season, if things aren't working, if Bill Guerin starts to kind of accelerate the plans to get this group younger so that once those buyout numbers are non-existent, this team is going to fly out of the gates and fully maximize that window to uh, put some pieces around Kirill Kaprizov and whoever else is here at that point because uh, you're going to have, basically, you're going to have 2025 with him under contract unless he signs an extension. And so if you don't have your ducks in a row by 2025, I shudder to think at uh, what else could potentially happen. So... That's uh, that's where we're going to leave things for today. Again, reminder, we'll start the uh, player season evaluations on Monday um, with exit interviews. Excited for that kind of a spin. Uh, we're we're going to start with the easiest one probably in Kirill Kaprizov, and we'll navigate down the list until we get through every single player uh, that is currently on roster for this team. 
Uh, it'll include outlooks on the future for uh, for everybody on the roster. We'll also do the coaching staff too. So uh, nobody is off limits for these, and uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna try to sugarcoat anything. Um, reaction will be based off of you know what we've seen and where we go from here. So enjoy those starting up next week. Again, make sure you're checking out the Locked On NHL podcast to get the full lowdown on everything going on in round two of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Free and available wherever you listen to podcasts, just like Locked on Wild is. So make sure you're following us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And uh, follow us on social media as well. Uh, We'll be uh, incorporating a lot of social media with our player evals starting next week. So find all of that wherever you listen to your podcasts and wherever you are active on social media. Locked on Wild is keeping you covered with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.